So you're back to the... Okay, we're... To the H4. Yeah, back to the H4. And I gotta get away from... Uh, I won't, uh, I won't put it there. Okay. I'll put it over here. That's fine. Should be okay. But it picks you up so well over there. It's as if you were speaking right into it. Oh, this super duper fragilistic expialidocious stuff. Um, Supreme Personality of Godhead, Swayam Rup and Swarup, Tarikatma resembles Swayam Rup but difference in appearance and sometimes in potency. Swayam Rup, his original form. Krishna, Balaram, Chaitanya, Prada, and Krishna, Nityananda. Oh. First of all, it's not the terminology used in Chaitanya Chaitanya right. Gita. Well, it's just that said right here. So, I mean, it wasn't. So I just assumed it was Chaitanya Chaitanya. How is Balaram on this swaying roof? What to speak of Nityananda, yeah. I didn't look at it. Vesh avatar, yeah, that's okay. Now, it was the Swayam Rup that we were interested in. Swarup, Swayam Rup. That's not what, the, what, <coughs> what they're called. This is, this is not what it's in CC. Okay, well, we can skip it. Yeah, not, not the best one. There's some. Right, that's, I, that's, that's confusing for me. Okay, anyhow, um, but we, we got the idea that here, Swayam Rup, that uh, those Krishna, when he expands himself, is uh, on, on Balaram should be under Tarikatma. Um, that uh, expands himself, manifests himself in uh, so many different forms. There's no specific and, name for those forms. Hmm? There's no specific name for those forms there, is what you're saying. No, he, he says that they're Swayam Rup. Went blank. Screen went blank? Huh? Screen went blank? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. 
Don't you remember what the place was that all the hippies would always go up, almost at the Oregon border, uh, North California? Grass Valley? No, no, this was just on the coast. Uh, it was sort of really nice waterfall, underwater cave over there, and there was a campground, and uh, it was just a real hippie hangout. Um, anyway. I don't know. I guess it didn't really... I used to just go up as far as south of So, we have a schedule or we're reading? Discussion or...? Reading, I guess. Okay. Okay. I think we're just uh, before some philo philosophy. Yeah. I think it's page 533. 533. No way. Well, we did definitely did the. I, I remember reading this verse, you like the way that I pronounce the Sanskrit. The Madhavya Madharanga Kana Parada, that's 530. Yes, we did 532 because I remember you reading the word Kalirium very nicely. <laughs> so we must be up to the asterisks in the middle of five. 33. Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. You want to start? It's just you and me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wrote a little blog about how this evolved uh, along with the, uh, with the recordings. And I explained to the devotees that 
Sri Ramarajan would not be reading. I mean, read but, it if you but like. Comment, you're commenting, but, huh? but not reading. Well, I can. Raghunath Dasa Goswami wonders, what is he thinking? In the realm of spontaneous devotion, Vaishnavas identify themselves as followers of a resident of Vrindavan. Rupa Goswami has made known this principle in such verses such as Vraje Tad Anuragi Jananugami, in which he emphasizes that one should become a follower of the devotees who are lovers of Krishna, the Brajabhasis. Raghunath Das Goswami was a follower of Rupa Manjari, and his ambition was to serve Srimati Radharani in the way of his role model. In this verse of Vilapa Kushu Manjali, the author is clearly situated in his Siddha Rupa as a maidservant, eagerly approaching his worshipable Radha to be reinstated in service. As an eternally liberated soul, Das Goswami is always at Radha's lotus feet. But in service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he is absorbed in the mood of a sadhaka. He has descended from the consciousness of a Mahabhagavat to embrace the position of a Madhyam Adhikari. He has done so to benefit those eager sadhakas who strive to follow the way of devotion brought to the world by Lord Chaitanya. Since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's followers are all Rupanugas, the question arises whether all practicing devotees are meant to follow Rupa Manjari to become one of Radha's young gopi attendants? In short, the answer is no. While Gaudiyas are certainly Rupanugas, they are not necessarily followers of Rupa Manjari in Manjari Bhava. The term Rupanuga can be understood in multiple ways. The most general definition is one in which devotees follow the path of bhakti exemplified by Rupa Goswami and presented in his books, primarily in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. These devotees may be regulated or spontaneous. The most restrictive definition of a Rupa Nuga is one who follows both Rupa Goswami and Rupa Manjari. The former externally as a regulated devotee, and the latter internally as a spontaneous devotee situated in his spiritual identity. Srila Prabhupada refers to this selective definition in the following words. Of all the gopis, Srimati Radharani is the topmost. Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami are the most exalted servitors of Srimati Radharani and Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Those who adhere to their service are known as Rupa, Rupa Nuga devotees. 
Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur more explicitly expresses this meaning in the following prose. Tatra prakaram aha vrajalokanu sadata sadaka rupenanu gamyamana ye vrajaloka sri rupa goshrami yadaya ye chasiddha rupenanu gamyamana vrajaloka sri rupa a rupa nuga emulates the service attitude of the Brajavasis. In his physical body, he follows the example and teachings of Rupa Goswami, and in his spiritually conceived body, he internally performs service in pursuance of the example of Rupa Manjari. A third meaning of what it is to be a Rupa Nuga is intermediate between the two. It applies to Vaishnavas who are also followers of the Brajavasis in the way prescribed by Rupa Goswami. Braja Lokanusarata, but not as Manjaris, rather as cowherd boys, parents, or others. Srila Prabhupada quotes Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in this connection. Raghunuga Bhakti, or spontaneous devotional service, can be executed in the Shantarasa when one aspires to be like Krishna's cows, or the stick or flute in the hand of Krishna, or the flowers around Krishna's neck. In the Dasyarasa, one follows in the footsteps of servants like Chitraka, Patraka, or Raktaka. In the friendly Sakyarasa, one can become a friend like Baladeva, Sridhama, or Sudama. In the Vatsayarasa, characterized by parental affection, one can become like Nanda Maharaja and Yashoda. And in the Madhurya Rasa, characterized by conjugal love, one can become like <coughs> Srimati Radharani <coughs> or her lady friends, such as Lalita and her serving maids, Manjaris, like Rupa and Rati. This is the essence of all instruction in the matter of devotional service. While Rupa Goswami has his own Vrindavan identity, neither he nor successor Acharyas, also mostly Manjaris, prescribe that every devotee must follow their brand of devotion. Although by his appearance, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made the previously forgotten conjugal mellow available, his successors left the spectrum of spiritual attainment as wide as those found in the Vaikuntha sky. Depending on the sadhana that a devotee practices, he may attain celestial Vaikuntha, Ayodhya, Dharka, or Braja. It is a matter of individual calling. From the above quote by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasitakur, it is clear that devotees attracted to the conjugal mellow can be Sakis as well as Manjaris. 
devotees whose affection is primarily for their group leader, Yuteshwari, and secondarily for Krishna, will follow the eternally liberated manjaris, the prana sakis, and be elevated to a perfection of slightly lesser affection as nitya sakis. And devotees whose affection is equally shared between the group leader and Krishna will follow the prominent priyanarma sakis to attain a perfection with somewhat less affection than their role models as priya sakis. It's a uh, controversy, although the topic here isn't finished and it continues on the next page. Some Vaishnavas are very vehement that we are only meant to be nityasakis, manjaris, uh, and we aspire to follow the Pransakis, who are Shakti Tattva, uh, Rati Rupa. And then, based on a quote, very clear statement by Vishwanath in Ujjwala Nilamani, uh, then he says that devotees can also become Saki. Saki, who, whose role model is Lalita Vishaka, Chaitra, Champakalata, uh, any of those. And as I stated here, then they'll have uh, more, more uh, balanced uh, relationship, although it can go either way, uh, depending on the Leela. And uh, so balance some say only manjaris. Equal affection, is that what you mean by balance? Yeah. So some say only manjaris, and others say manjari and sakhi. Let's let, read the next one and then let's. In his commentary on Ujwala Nilamani, Vishwanath Chakravati Thakura confirms that devotees can attain perfection either as a Saki or as a Manjari. Proficiency in conjugal love is not restricted to being a maidservant of Radha. He writes, The principle is that devotees who follow Nitya Siddha Gopis attain a similar perfection but in a position slightly lesser. Those who follow the Paramaprashta Sakis with equal affection for Radha and Krishna become themselves Priya Sakis. And those devotees who are inspired to follow the Prana Sakis with greater affection for Radha than Krishna upon perfection become eternally situated as Nitya Sakis. I mean, the Hierarchy is Saki, Nitya Saki, Prana Saki, uh, Priya Saki, and Paramprista Saki. So, the Priya Sakis, in other words, when talking about someone wants to be a Saki, has greater love 
for Radha and Krishna than like Rupa and Rati. So they have a little greater love. So <laughs> it's hard to imagine how, you know, we're, we're shooting for to be a manjari. I mean, that's already so such an exalted attainment. And then to go to an attainment that's beyond that of Rupa Manjaris. This, uh, but anyway, it went blank again. Really? <laughs> he just set it up today. I had him come and set it up so that we can have the screen. But, uh, I have a question. <laughs> but come back tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, it's there. It's there. I'm just trying to formulate it. I mean, because in obviously in Raghunath Das Goswami, he made it very clear, as we've been reading about in this whole chapter that his calling is not as a sake, but as a manjari. Yet, we emulate him to be showing us the highest brand of aspiration accessible to, to Gaudiya Vaishnavas, which is to aspire for Shrimati Radharani service uh, the mood of a, of a manjari. So, nonetheless, we have here this quote from Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur suggesting that other levels are also attainable, or, or not, let's say, accessible. But it's almost like the precedent is already set by our, you know, our Prayojana Acharya. Don't go there. Yeah. That's kind of like what I was going to try to formulate. Well, one of our godbrothers, name I won't mention, had, had that aspiration to be a second. And I remember TKG preaching to him that no, our, our business is to be manjaris. I think he remained quite adamant. Now comes the next question. Okay. No, if you oh, read. If I read. You'll see it, yeah. Okay. The above quotes would lead one to conclude that devotees can choose to follow the Brajavasi of their choice and that their relationship is not predetermined. <laughs> that understanding is correct. 
The choice of which Vajravasi one will follow is determined by the nature of one's association and sadhana. Like his predecessors, Srila Prabhupada has repeatedly taught that all living entities are eternal servants of Krishna. Kaviraja Goswami writes, Jivir Swarupoi Krishnera Nichadas. It is the living entity's constitutional position to be an eternal servant of Krishna. Thus, while the serving propensity is present in every living entity, it is the association of pure Vaishnavas that awakens and gives direction to that service attitude. In Srila Prabhupada's words, such devotee association gradually awakens one's dormant propensity to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead and frees one from all the basic principles of sinful life. One then gets the opportunity to offer unalloyed devotional service to the Supreme Lord Vasudeva. The desire to serve Krishna is awakened in the company of advanced devotees and the nature of that service is determined by the mood of a devotee's gurus by his own discrimination or by a combination of the two. If a devotee exclusively associates with those in the fraternal mood, he will be inspired in the same vein. Or if by study of scriptures, a devotee comes to conclude that the most relishable mood is the conjugal mellow, he may aspire to follow the gopis. Alternately, alternatively, a devotee's spiritual inclination may be molded by both association and intellectual pursuit. He will keep company with those in the conjugal mood and then study according to their guidance to deepen both his understanding and his conviction to serve as a gopi. In Bhakti Sandarbha, Sri Jiva confirms that the association of senior Vaishnavas is responsible for the nature of the bhakti that their followers develop. He describes this in the following way. Before you read it, can I ask a question? One may read Drihad Bhagavatam Rita and ask why so little emphasis on Srimati Radharani? Look, what? Why is there so little emphasis on Srimati Radharani? Why? Is there so little emphasis on, on, on Srimati Radharani? Because, I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, she's there, obviously. He's. He's narrating, and as a coward boy, in terms of what he sees and experiences. So, in other words, it's because it's the example he had accessible to him by the end of his of revelation. I mean, certainly, Raja Bhakti is so prominent. But Radharani is not so. Yeah, no, Radharani isn't. Manjari's aren't even mentioned. Um, even the. Well, they are in the first volume. 
the nature of uh, the worship that uh, Krishna receives at night from Chandravali and Radharani is really unique. Opposing parties present, fanning him at night as he goes to sleep. Uh, goes to sleep where? Hmm? Where does he go to sleep when this happens? Where is he sleeping? In Mandi Room. So that's, that in itself is doesn't doesn't seem like it's the everyday occurrence. It's not what. Of course, it's a question of you know which nandagram he's looking into, but uh, it's not Kaviraj Goswami's Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur's uh, Jiva Goswami's. It's not. Not what they see. Uh, and uh, and now, before we continue, and is it possible before I forget or formulate this right, that we're talking about multiple Brindavans, multiple things, and the roles that different uh, players play, by players meaning Krishna, Radha, Kavit, Boys, Gopis, is very much determined by the bhava of the person or persons for whom that uh, Krishna, that Bindavan, etc., is manifest. Because that would address your question partly. About Sanat Goswami's presentation, you're talking about. And it's obviously not Sanat Goswami's mood. Yeah. But I know, that's why I'm asking. Because it's being revealed to him as to what Gopakumar's mood generates. Uh-huh. It's being revealed to him, the him refers to? Sanatana Swami. <laughs> English <laughs> scholar. A great writer who never writes. <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> I tried to. I was wondering how you took that. I mean, you have written, you've written a lot more than I have. <laughs> I took it out. Deep in my heart. <laughs> I, I think, I think I, if I would have taken it as he, he wants you to write. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't thinking of that. Um, that's, that's interesting, is that, you know, in the third canto, Prabhupada has this purport where he says that Krishna manifests a form according to the desire of the devotee. Right. So according to the bhav of the devotee, Krishna, Vrindavan, and uh, Leela, and so on, becomes manifest in a certain way. I, I mean, I guess not just one devotee, but devotees who have common 
common uh, moods and so on. Does this have anything to do with when Prabhupada said, you know, the humble heaven is gone in the spiritual world? Just to make sure that where I'm going. <laughs> I never took it, you know. <laughs> I mean, not an ISKCON like we have here, yeah. but um, for those devotees who really have this extraordinary bhava to, you know, who, like you're talking about Shamsundar Prabhu, who has a love for Srila Prabhupada and for whom they're more Prabhupada conscious in one sense than Krishna conscious. So those devotees will go there, whereas some devotees maybe yes yadevi paravaktir, maybe equal, and some devotees maybe I get that feeling from, you know, Gaudiamat devotees I've spoken to that they have more more for Krishna than for Guru. Well, what is it, what is that place you're describing which is accessible to those who have more for Guru? Whatever, you know, Prabhupada's eternal form, it's like a cowherd boy, and, uh, you know, he's in one sense a uh, plays a, obviously not the sinister because it's still rather and Krishna's sinister, but there's, there's some, some connection, I don't know, I, I, I haven't sort of thought, uh, devotees who you had that Vishwanath quote, the devotees who have a sakti going to spiritual world. Yeah. That was in the third canto. So, is it possible that devotees develop, we always talk about prema for Krishna, but develop prema for Prabhupada, and, uh, you know, they go wherever he is, assume, and they don't have any specific, I mean, we, we, we see that in some devotees, that, you know, they're not... They're not aspiring. They're not aspiring. Of course, that's the nature of a Vaidhi Bhakti, Bhakta, or some, one type of Vaidhi Bhakta, that he doesn't aspire. And uh, you know they just they just want to be with Prabhupada. I mean it's not a standard. It's not what you get from Acharyas. But why isn't that Prabhupada, from his position in spiritual world, doesn't provide him the association, the sangha? that such a disciple is so attached to Prabhupada would get from Prabhupada through transmission of the mouth of another Vaishnava that's, but that's from Prabhupada yeah and therefore get the 
Sangha that Prabhupada would like to give to but, that. But there's a lot of devotees, I won't mention names, but that I know well, who will not go to hear from another senior Vaishnava and of the God Brothers, they just always see as peers, as not necessarily someone they're going to accept in that position. Well, are we assuming that they're going to achieve perfection at the end of this life? Well, I'm, I'm just asking from the basis of this un, unfaltering love, love uh, and attachment and faith in Prabhupada, whether that's... That's his next destination. That's actually enough. Well, that reminds me of in Los Angeles when Prabhupada was asked in Nectar Devotion, it talks about following the footsteps of the resident of Vrindavan. Are you that resident of Vrindavan? And Prabhupada said yes. Then before that, Girajwar is telling me that Yamuna Devi asked him, are you that person from Vrindavan? Nectar Devotion says we should follow. And Prabhupada was silent, which Irajamaraj said was a humble assent. But later, when there was a challenge in Los Angeles with, with the so-called Gopi Baba Club, came right out and said, yes, that I know for sure. Now, how, how do you do that? How do you follow Prabhupada as a resident of Vrindavan? Mm. I can only think it's what Naranjamaraj just said, that by their focus on him in such a loyal and intense way, he reveals to them what they are or what they should be. At Baba. At Baba. Baba can be attained by Bodhisattva. Yeah. yeah. By what was the last word? Bodhisattva. Mm -hmm. And of course, that was his answer to Rishikesh in that famous dialogue that I'll reveal to you what you are. And why can he, 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 could, he, he could choose to reveal in the heart or to reveal to the mouth of another Vaishnava? Yeah, different, different ways different. to the heart, Vaishnava. Darshan, Sakshat Darshan. I mean, Prabhupada's, uh, Prabhupada's mood, preference, was that devotees do Vaidhi Bhakti until they attain Baba. 
with uh, but at the same time, you know, his books are replete with devotees should also know what, what it is that they're meant to achieve. And did, but did Prabhupada actually vocalize that preference? Which preference? For the devotees to perform Vaidhi Bhakti to the stage of Baba. Mm-hmm. Are there actually, because probably I mean, interlaced in so many places of Prabhupada's books, his lectures, Prabhupada definitely. Prabhupada would always say, you know, your heart has to be spotless. If you, anyone came up with, you know, Sura Sarup Siddhi or, you know, your. Swarup, and then Prabhupada would say, your heart has to be completely pure, I mean, which it does. But at least my, my general understanding was that the gist of Prabhupada's teachings was the safe path was the path of Vaidhi Bhakti. Safer path, safer from Sahajraism. And not even Sahajism, but all, all kind of sentimentality and taking things cheaply. I hear a lot of uh, people, you know, uh, a lot. I, I, I do hear some devotees talking about how this one knows, if it, this kid knows uh, his uh, or her, uh, you know, spiritual identity and from from a couple of specific devotees very uh, you know I don't say anything or don't even know them but I don't I don't buy it well one thing I know is that Prophet explained that his books are for all levels of devotees, from the most neophyte to the most advanced. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said you could misread his books by focusing and emphasizing sections that are not meant for your level of advancement. But he said everything is there for whatever, for a devotee of any level of advancement. Yes, no doubt. I mean, that quote you sent yesterday is... Which quote? Yeah, yeah, I've sent it to you before about Chaitanya Charitamrita and Majlila Purport that Lord Chaitanya is demonstrating uh, his being assistant to Srimati Radharani. And then Prabhupada goes on to talk about the role of maid servants of Srimati Radharani, all in the same breath, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All the same, what did you say? All in the same context. All in the same breath. Yeah. I want to continue here. The desire to serve? Is that we are on top of 537? May as well. 
The desire to serve Krishna is awakened in the company of advanced devotees. And the nature of that service is determined by the mood of a devotee's gurus, by his own discrimination, by a combination of the two. If a devotee exclusively associates with those in the fraternal mood, he will be inspired in the same vein. Or if by study of scriptures, the devotee comes to conclude the most relishable mood is the conjugal mellow, he may aspire to follow the gopis. Alternatively, a devotee's spiritual inclination may be molded by both association and intellectual pursuit. He will keep company with those in the conjugal mood and then study according to their guidance to deepen both his understanding and his conviction to serve as a gopi. In Bhakti Sandarbha, Shijiva confirms that the association of senior Vaishnavas is responsible for the nature of the bhakti that their followers develop. Describes this in the following way. Tad evam tesham bahu bhedeshu satsu tesham eva prabhava taratamnena kripa taratamnena bhakti vasana taratamnena satsanga kala sangriya svarupa vaishishtyabhyam bhaktir udayate evam jnani sangascha jnanam yeyam one is endowed with the type of bhakti corresponding to the nature of the aforementioned devotees with whom one associates. Devotion manifests quickly or after a delay and with the corresponding nature as determined by the degree of the Guru's spiritual prowess and mercy and the nature of their devotional mellow. Similarly, a devotee is endowed with jnana in accordance with the level of realization of the jnani gurus with whom he associates. This is Bhakti Sandhava. Okay. Elsewhere in the same Sandhava, the Acharya again stresses that both regulative and spontaneous devotion are dependent on the bhakti of a disciple's gurus. His understanding of their teachings and the sadhana he consequently undertakes. Because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's contribution to the spectrum of Vaishnava attainment is the gopi's ecstatic love, because his representatives are mostly in the same mellow and because Gopi Bhava is the highest attainment, practicing devotees from the time of the Lord's appearance mostly pursue the loving mood of the Manjaris. I'm just thinking, highest attainment. Of course, we know it's the highest attainment, but does statements like that predispose somebody mm -hmm. to, 
does, do statements like that predispose somebody to achieve a, a level attainment, which is not their nature? Not their nature? Yeah. Why? What do you mean become, by nature? To become, aspire to become a gopi. If he has the right association and uh, teachings and study, then why not? That's how people become inspired. Inspired. Understand, oh, this is Anutojvarasa. This is that highest attainment that Lord Chaitanya came to give. Oh, this is what I should be. Somehow it starts the mouth. So that's what you mean when you earlier had said such a choice can come by intellectual pursuit. Maybe molded by both association and intellectual pursuit. Prabhupada, in the translation in CC, Prabhupada says, when one's intellect is awakened, or something like that, that we use intellect, that it, it uh, by studying Shastra, intellectually one comes to understand that this is what Krishna consciousness is about, and then starts to pursue it. Or, you know, it's just like the whole Narayan Maharaj episode, it really began with Narayan Maharaj coming to Mumbai for a month to testify against the, uh, to testify on behalf of ISKCON uh, when we were being taken to court by Madan Mohande. Matura Mohan. Hmm? Matura Mohan. So, uh, and you know, Tamal Krishna Maharaj every day they were driving to and fro, spending time together. And that's how uh, it started, by association, by Sangha. Mm -hmm. And then by TKG Sangha, and then there's a draw in, and regular association, and yeah. I'm, I'm probably the most disliked person in their camp. Really? I lost out on both sides. I won't get into it. You want to say something, David? Uh, practicing devotees from the time of the Lord's appearance mostly pursue the loving mood of the Mandaris. What a, some say, in the case of Srila Prabhupada, some say cowherd boy, others are sure, gopi. Uh, will that issue ever be resolved, or it looks different ways to different persons, or? Prabhupada looks different to different persons. I mean, it's, you know, what Dhananjaya Prabhu is saying, Prabhupada is cowherd boy, 
And of course, Gorgovinda Maharaj said if he's a gopi, but that was Gorgovinda Maharaj, whether this is Prabhupada himself. Um, what was the question? Well, <laughs> I was pointing out there are different angles. Um, Will that be resolved, is basically yeah. the question. Is it possible to resolve? It's possible to resolve. In, in a society, I mean, you know, Guru Devaya Vidmahi Krishnanandaya Dimahi. When Krishna reveals, Prabhupada reveals it. So that's and what? those devotees, but then I say, hey, I just got this revelation, and now I know that Prabhupada is such and such. Well, I've heard such. You've heard? Yes. What? That devotees with some kind of revelation may say he's this, others with a revelation say he's that. Well, there's not two things. That's why I asked, will it ever be resolved? <laughs> it's pretty pretty clear in Gaudiya Math, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur, is Naina Mani Manjari, Bhakti Manol Thakur is Kamala Manjari, he wrote it. Um, but we don't have such statements for Prabhupada. They may, we, it, it, we, we will just be in a regular Iskand conundrum and argue about it <laughs> ad infinitum. And, uh, you know, we will uh, blacklist devotees who believe in this way. Take a majority vote <laughs> on what Prabhupada is. Uh, I don't know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's resolvable. Devotees who have real realized whether they would actually say it. I don't know that it's the Vaishnav Acharya. Are there examples of, that, of Acharya's disciples revealing after his ascension his actual identity? We, we know everybody practically coming down from yeah, Chaitanya. How is it that we know? I don't know. I don't know. Vishwanath, at the end of one of his uh, books, he like lists his guru going back like four generations. Well, it puts their names. I, I, I don't know. That would be an interesting research. <laughs> of what exactly? If the, if the identity of the Acharyas became revealed to the followers after his ascension. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur didn't tell. I don't think he told. But in the song, Sridhar Maharaj's song about Bhaktisiddhanta, he says, Nayana. Everything. Purple. 
Prabhu, we used to sing it. It was such a beautiful song in Chicago. We used to sing it. Pranamami Sada Prabhu Pada Pradam Pranamami Sada Prabhu Pada Pradam. Very, very nice uh, meter and rhythm yeah. and everything. That was Biyashira Maharaj wrote that, right? So you're saying that you don't think it's coming directly from Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasi Thakur's enunciation, it's his followers. There's a sort of a common understanding amongst his followers. Well, we could say the same thing in about the various, Krishna. <laughs> various factions of common understanding in this kind that he's this or he's that or, and someone can write a song and be very beautiful and they will write songs that's why it's safe being the on the side of Vaidhi Bhakti. But the thing is, you know, uh, Narutam says, Rakuranga Charanirapas. Don't don't speak about uh, uh, confidential realizations should stay confidential. Same thing that uh, Lord Narayan tells Aditi that uh, you should not you know, seek secret things, one should keep secret things secret uh, or... Uh, it's also the verse Urubhigiti of the two, somewhere it mentions that, I think. Yeah, it, it's not, I don't think devotees who have realization would just go around saying it broadcasting it. It's not it's not the conduct of a devotee who's that exalted. I've not heard that. I've just heard in very select circumstances devotees giving their realizations. Hmm? I have yet to get to have my own realization. Emphasis on Madhurya Ras does not preclude the validity of aspiring for other forms of Raja Bhakti, just as it does not preclude other forms of devotion aside from Raja Bhakti. However, such enthusiasm for Manjari Bhava is understandable in light of the aforementioned contemporary factors that keep it in the forefront of devotees' consciousness. Although Chaitanya Mahaprabhu encouraged all forms of pure devotional service, he personally taught devotion to Krishna. Indeed, in his travels and meetings, Lord Chaitanya would often guide Vaishnavas of other schools to Krishna Nam Sankirtan and pure devotion to Krishna. 
And while the Lord's public instructions did not promote a specific mellow of bhakti, his private teachings, personal ecstasies, and his stated mission clearly did. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's inner life and the culmination of his mission were about Madhuyaras. Rupa Goswami and other Acharyas may know the Lord's heart and his intent in verses such as the following May the Supreme Lord, who is known as the son of Srimati Sachi Devi, be transcendentally situated in the innermost chambers of your heart. Resplendent with the radiance of molten gold, he has appeared in the age of Kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before, the most sublime and radiant mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. Rupa Goswami and Raghunath Das Goswami, as well as followers such as Chakravarti Thakur and Bhakti Vinod Thakur, explicitly described conjugal devotion, especially the role of the Bhavalas Gopis, meaning Radhas Ashtasaki Gopis and her dear Manjuris. These Acharyas gave emphasis to spontaneous devotion, leading to Manjuri Bhava, both directly and indirectly. And being Manjuris themselves, they embodied that perfection. It is therefore no wonder that the attainment of becoming a maidservant of Sri Radha is so much in the forefront of Rupa Nuga's thoughts and practices. It is a rarely attained perfection, a confidential one, and one that unfortunately has been amply distorted. However, that does not make Manjari Bhava Sadhana or its perfection any less relevant or accessible to discriminating practitioners who are blessed with quality guidance. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakura concludes his commentary on Sikshastaka, Sri Sikshastaka, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's only written teachings, by emphasizing Manjari Bhava as the culmination of the Lord's mission. Quote, in the perfect stage, the devotee has shed forever his material designations of body and mind. His only concern is to satisfy Lord Krishna's every desire in the transcendental realm of Goloka, Krishna's personal playground. In this mood of unalloyed love, the devotee's only hope for service is in the role of a female assistant to the gopis. Such service is indeed available in the devotee's original spiritual form of transcendental senses. I don't know if it's just my ears, but it sounds like you're reading really quietly. Really? To you? But anyway, your, your thing's pointed towards you. No, that's not even what 
Only this is working. Oh, well, that, that nuts. Should I read a little? Yeah, sure. Srimati Radharani is forever indebted to Raghunath Das Goswami. She's indebted for his many services to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for his services to her lake, for his services to Vaishnavas who yearn for her shelter. She thinks a housewife teaches the daughter-in-law by teaching the daughter. Similarly, I teach the world by teaching my Raghunath. In a way, Raghunath Das Goswami has nothing to learn from Radha and does not need to prove himself to her. He is already learned in the ways of loving devotion and is fully qualified for it. He has shown his mettle in every way. But by testing Raghunath, I will instruct those not yet accomplished in how they should hanker for me. And although the pain of separation is as intense as Dasko Swami's love, he accepts it as Radha's mercy. He's wonderful. Even though I tease him, he accepts it as mercy. He sees the tribulations I send as my favors, which they are in truth. The drama of Raghunath Das Goswami's lament for Sri Radha's service is staged for the benefit of devotees who have some degree of natural attraction. Although a pure devotee, Raghunath Goswami does not think himself to be a Vaishnava, rather he aspires to be the servant of a Vaishnava. Although eternally situated in the most exalted attainment of Radha's service, he considers himself a sadhaka. That is humility, and humility is the platform of safety that eventually leads to attainment. In this regard, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur would say, Matala Sarujanabhi Shayarange Pujala Raga Patagora Babange. Glorify the devotees of Hari, relish Nam Shankitan, and give up pride and false prestige and giving up pride and false prestige, worship the path of spontaneous devotion as your aspired after attainment. This verse instructs devotees of every spiritual attainment to consider themselves progressing to their goal, never to think they have reached it. Raghunath Das Goswami is the example of this ideal. And it is that example that Sri Radha wants devotees to follow. She thinks, let the daughter-in-law learn from the daughter. From the example of Raghunath Das Goswami, devotees will also come to understand that their progress towards Radha is realized through service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The direct approach to Radha Dasya reveals a mood of pride that I am a sadhaka and is a path fraught with many obstacles. Prabodhananda Saraswati Thakur recommends Gauradasya as the humble, assured, and expeditious approach to Radhadasya. He writes, Jita Jita Gaura Padara Vinde Vinde Bhaktim Kritapunya Rashi Tata Tatot Sarpati Riddha Kashmad Radha 
Adam Boja Shudamburashi. To the degree that one accumulates mounds of devotional credits through attentive service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and thus gains devotion to his lotus feet, one's heart suddenly swells with the pure ambrosia from the nectar ocean of service to Radha's lotus feet. Is this a different translation? My, I'm, I, uh, Fluff out or elaborate on most translations. And there are a lot of trans. This, this translation is uh, from Sridhar Maharaj. Sridhar Maharaj. Exact translation. It's not exactly, but a better language, but yeah, this, yeah, mounds of devotional credits is his language. Raghunath Goswami picks up the train of Radha's thoughts. Do all those who serve Lord Chaitanya attain you? She answers, to the degree that, oh, this is all Sridhar Maharaj. It's beautiful. To the degree that sincere devotees give themselves to the service of Sri Gauranga, spontaneous attraction for me automatically grows in their hearts. Nodding, he elaborates. So devotees can expect to receive your mercy in proportion to their surrender to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Yes. Practitioners' attachment to Goranga and his service is rewarded by equal attachment to me. Unalloyed service to Shigora is like the full moon and as that moon rises upon the horizon of the heart, it draws wave upon wave from the nectarian ocean of love for me. The saint is momentarily stunned by the beautiful picture of the service moon of Gora. He then inquires, and if they give themselves life and soul to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Radha responds, then they have fully given themselves to me and so I to them. Again, he asks, will devotees realize their attainment or is it hidden from them? Radha reasons. <clears throat> Whether the dawning of perfection is known to them or not, surrender to the service of Goranga automatically qualifies devotees to serve me here in Braj. Why would some know and others not? Devotees who have awakened to prema will have insight into the workings of transcendence, whereas those who still aspire for prema cannot see behind the curtain of yoga maya. The acharya now asks as much for others as for himself, but in either case they are assured. Shimati Radharani firmly strikes the armrest of her seat for emphasis. Devotees like you, those fortunate enough to invest their all in all in the service of Goranga will one day see that everything has, been, has automatically been offered to my lotus feet. Although one may fail to notice the dawn, one cannot fail to see the sunrise. Raghunath <coughs> Das detects the promise of compromise in Radha's voice. 
That means you will accept devotees of Lord Chaitanya. Radha discerns her devotee's line of inquiry and is open to it. A devotee who gives everything to Goranga takes birth in Braj. There he will see all varieties of wonders of which she has only before heard. For her devotee and for those who follow him, she reveals a little of what a blessed future heralds. In the form of a manjari, that fortunate soul, now this is Jayadharma. In the form of a manjari, no, this is Navadvi Dham Bhava Taranga. Yeah, I was just going to say, because I was thinking of Jiva Goswami when Lord Chaitanya came to him and instructed him to go to Vrindavan when he, after he was leaving Navadweep. This, this is Bhakti Minotaku when he goes uh, across to the other side to be with Shanyar and he sees Rasa dance and everything. Uh-huh. For her devotee and for those who follow him, she reveals a little of what a blessed future heralds. In the form of a manjari, that fortunate soul will one day meet my sister and Guna Manjari, who will embrace her in their fold and joyfully disclose the treasures of Vrindavan. When those girls happen upon Sri Rupa, they will sweetly say, We have found a new Saki, and she is very devoted to Sri Goranga. In our opinion, she should find some engagement in Lalita Devi's service. Would you kindly guide her towards the divine couple? Hearing the name of Goranga, Rupa Manjari will lovingly embrace the newcomer and impart unto her both sublime emotions and an intense desire to follow in her footsteps. Radha's narration makes Raghunath Gaskoswami increasingly hopeful. He listens attentively as she continues. Then Vishaka will come by, carrying items of service. Seeing her beauty and sweetness, the new gopi will immediately fall to the ground and weep at my Saki's feet. Naturally soft-hearted Vishaka will be amenable to her emotional appeal. Thereafter, all four girls will accompany their newfound friend to Lalita's grove, where Lalita is in a blissful mood absorbed in meditating on me. The girls will excitedly introduce the novice, saying, Here is the service of Goranga, who now desires to serve you, and by your grace realize the lotus feet of the divine couple. When Lalita hears the name of Goranga, she too becomes pleased. Smiling at the newcomer, she asks Supramanjari to shelter and train her as appropriate. Concluding her instruction, Lalita will say, Rupa, when you go out to do service, take her with you. In this way, this Navasaki will gradually secure the grace of Radha, without which there's no question of serving in the groves of Braj. Sri Radha takes a breath and continues. Sri Rupa will follow Lalita's instruction, and in that way I will get to meet the new recruit. When Rupa Manjari introduces her ward, she will also recount the service this new gopi had done for the mission of Gora Krishna 
as well as the risks she has taken for him. Hearing these devotional exploits, my heart will melt and I will say, now this is Sridhar Maharaj. You have come to me from Goranga Sankatan party with such a high recommendation. In recognition of your sacrifice, I must immediately appoint you to some personal service. And it's quite unusual for Sridhar Maharaj to be so explicit. With that, I will embrace the new gopi and bathe her in mercy. She will quickly learn her assigned skills, and after perfecting them, she will finally serve my beloved and I, according to her heartfelt desire. This is the way in which the devotees of Gaurahari reach the pinnacle of ecstasy and the confidential recesses of service and brudge. Raghunath Das Goswami feels relief and happiness. There is a short silence between the worshipper and the worshipped. We'll stop there, 543. Wow, oh, well, we're close to the end. We've got five minutes. Will we finish yeah, it? Yeah, when we finish. Initially, Sri Radha's response to the Acharya's pleas was to increase his desire through feelings of separation. In the future, devotees reading his book of laments would recognize that the bedrock of sadhana was cultivating such separation. Radha thinks, however, both Raghunath Das and his followers should also be encouraged by the reward of attainment and meeting. The nature of that meeting would depend on how much mercy she bestowed upon them, and the measure of mercy she awarded would depend on devotees surrendered to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But now it was time to give Raghunath the mercy for which he craved. Raghunath Dasko Swami was a fully surrendered soul, and thus he deserved access to Sri Radha's pastimes and to the services he coveted so much. While he still remained in this world, divine visions would come and go, ensuing that the Asharya still kept the footing in the realm of men. He would record those visions in the verses of Srivilakta Sumanjali. But when his work was complete, the Acharya could enter the pastimes of his choosing. By service to the Sankatan mission, he had so endeared himself to Srimati Radharani that she could never refuse his smallest request, even though sometimes she appeared to be honing his desire for the same. The Acharya breaks the silence. If my service to Sri Gauranga had any merit, then my request would be the honor of serving you as a kept day servant. I offered you my friendship. I was honored and shall always devotedly remember your kindness. One usually does not refuse a gift. As always, you are correct, but I cannot change who I am. I am your maidservant. Dasko Swami had fallen for Radha's trap. She was the cleverest. You cannot change who you are, but I can transform you. <laughs> Again, there is a moment of silence. If you do, then I will not be Rati. You can still keep that name as a Saki. 
But as I sucky, I will not be Sri Rupa's servant. Touche. Radha was foiled. This was one argument she had no answer for. But there was no need for further debate. She had already conceded to her devotee's desire. Tears gliding down his weathered cheeks, Dasko Swami softly adds, and I would lose my chastity to you. Please do not deprive me of that. Radha smiles, happy to be defeated. Tatastu, let it be as you desire. Shiradhiki prasadartam bilapa kusumanjali nirmito jinatasmai shri dasa goswami namaha. Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Dashko Shami Who's that verse from? Manjari wrote it Or Manjari This is proper Is it at the end of every chapter? Hmm? Is it at the end of every chapter? Yeah this is only 18 minutes and 35 seconds that transpired. I hope something didn't get stuck on mine. I can't. Uh, that is very strange. It would have been a shame not to. You only recorded 18 minutes? That's what it says, but I haven't touched it. I'm losing faith in Zoom. Oh my God. I don't believe it. It's recording. This is recording too. It cannot be. It must be one hour. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. We'll get a message from you. <laughs> well, let's do. Can I see you? Maybe there's some kind of limit. <laughs> no, I just can't. Huh? I'm, uh, I can't. It's stuck. <laughs> you can't get the screen off? I, I can't get back to my recorder. It's going. Oh, Four and oh, I'll just have to turn it off. Like this. Can you send me the file and I'll edit it?